Hey, what's up, Pathway family? Uh, this weekend, we celebrate 11 years as a church. And so, yeah, and so... And so I'm joined, obviously, by most, most of our staff, and, um, and we're celebrating the faithfulness of God, and we want to celebrate with you. And um, we're doing something unique in that instead of me just delivering a message or even just talking about the vision, um, we thought what would be fun is just highlighting um, the faithfulness of God and how faithful God has been over the last 11 years. Because God, I mean, God's done some crazy things in 11 years. And I think sometimes we can get so focused on next that we don't celebrate where we have been. We get so focused on where we're going that we don't celebrate what God has done. And there's so many times in the Bible where the Bible talks about remembering the testimony of the Lord or how they built altars. And essentially, um, that's what we're doing today. We're kind of, we kind of have an altar built out of stones. I'll explain that. And we're just celebrating the faithfulness of God. And so kind of where we're coming from this, this weekend is uh, a message that I, I spoke during the Arise series uh, over a year ago called Managing the Middle. And uh, the message was about when Israel was crossing the Jordan River and, you know, is at flood stage and God tells Joshua, go across and he tells the priest, you got to go stand in, in the river. Um, and then God cuts off the river, uh, the flow of it, and, and they end up going across. And then as they get across, God's like, I want each tribe, a representative from each tribe, to pick up a stone from the riverbed. And then when you get to the promised land across the other side, this is before any battle was won, before Jericho, before any of that, I want you to take the stone, one from each tribe, and I want you to build an altar. And, and then that altar is to serve um, as a reminder of the faithfulness of God and how God delivered them and brought them through the wilderness and how God brought them across the Jordan at flood stage. So it was like going across a flooded Mississippi River, you know, just a few million people across a flooded Mississippi River. Um, and God's like, but I want you to build that altar to serve as a reminder. And what we talked about in that message <clears throat> was essentially how, how, how we manage sometimes our miracles, in fact, sometimes we can mismanage our miracles. And, and a lot of times, I think sometimes we miss out on some of the most amazing things that God wants to do um, because of mismanaging in the middle. Like, like we're this middle management. God owns it. We manage it. And then we mismanage that. And, and, and um, so in that message, where we started that message was this truth that God promises and God fulfills but it's our responsibility to manage in the middle. That in the middle, our responsibility is to stay in faith. Our responsibility is to continue to believe God, to continue to trust his faithfulness. And really, the war is always in the middle. The war's in the middle. And I think the enemy knows that if he can mess us up in the middle and he can get us to doubt God in the middle. And, you know, you, you, you think about um, this Jordan crossing and you think about just the warfare of approaching the Jordan when, when truthfully the generation before had mismanaged this moment. God had given them the promised land. He had promised them milk and honey. And then they get to the Jordan. They send in the spies and they decide God's not going to do what he said. And they, they started looking and thinking and feeling and seeing, and they totally let that realm of their senses, their own sight, the, the way they felt, they totally let that cause them to mismanage the greatest opportunity that generation was going to have. 
And I think this is why we have times like this is we talk about it because you don't want to mismanage your own miracle. You don't want to mismanage your own moment. And, and so where we started that message was God will give the promise and God will actually fulfill it. He drove the inhabitants out, but we really manage the middle. And then the second thing we talked about that, me- that, that message, the second point was that um, before you can step into the promised land, you have to stand in the middle. And, and what I love about this story, and we talked about it, and you guys remember this, but, but what we talked about was the Bible says when the priest stood out in the river, because they had to step out in the river, and they stepped out in the river, and the water was cut off at Adam or Adam, however you want to pronounce it. Well, Adam or Adam's like 20-something miles north. And, and I think about how long did they have to stand in the water waiting on the water to go down? You know, because I, I think, you know, David said this. He said, the promise of the Lord actually proves us. The promise of the Lord actually tests us. Like, like part of managing um, the middle is what we do with the promise and how we hang on to the promise. And it's really standing in the middle when it doesn't look like the water's really going down. And it's standing in the middle where you're like, I'm not sure this is actually working. But you stand there because God gave you a word and told you to stand in the river. And like, I'm going to stand in the river and trust that if I'm standing in the river, God, so before we step into promise, we have stand. And I think this is our moment as church to stand. And I think that's the significance of, of this day right here is while we're standing, I think we should talk about the stones that we have. Because part of standing here is that, hey, God has done some miraculous things. And while we're kind of in the middle of of a promise even now, this is a great time not to lose heart, not to overthink, not to look at what we see with our eyes or how we feel. But this is a great time to say, you know what, let's let's put a pause on maybe how we feel. 2020 has been a rough year. (laughs) Yeah, 2020, it's a year that just keeps giving, right? Like... (laughs) Like, I, you know, we won't ask for a show of hands of who would like to just, if we could fast forward, like you wouldn't even TiVo 2020, you'd just skip it all together, just, you know, and, and but, I, but I think, I think this is a great time to stop, especially on our 11th birthday and say, hey, we're standing in the middle and let's talk about the stones. Let's talk about the faithfulness of God in the middle. Like, I think, I think when you're stuck in the middle, that's a great time to talk about the faithfulness of God. And so, uh, so here's what we do. So we have some stones, and some of our staff have, have stones from our altar. We're not going to go through 12, so it's not going to take that long. <laughs> but we just picked a few. And in picking a few, um, those stones have a prompt that's going to remind me of some stories and our staff of some stories, and then we're going to talk through the faithfulness of God centered around each of those uh, stones. And so I think, Lori, I think you have the stone one. And so like, you're allowed to say anything that's written on there. (laughs) So tell me about when you got paid at Quiznos. Yeah. When I got paid at Quiznos, this is a great story. Mark was, Mark was here. You might want to give a microphone to Mark because he'll probably, oh, he's got one. He's gone. Uh, He was here for this one. So um, this was before there was a church. And so which is kind of crazy thinking about it now because we were just going to Quiznos to eat a sandwich. And um, none of these people were here. And none of those people were there. 
Um, and we didn't even know if it'd work or not, honestly. And so Mark and I, we were having lunch and we, we go into Quiznos and we're in line and we order our sandwich and, and we get to our table and this guy walks in who, who is like a, he's like a for real, if you know those people that have a prophetic gift, Mm -hmm. he has a real prophetic gift. Like this guy, in fact, for a long time, we weren't sure he was really real. True story. Almost like a vapor. He just shows up <laughs> and disappears. And, uh, and we're in Quiznos, and we're, we're about to sit down. And this guy walks up, and he kind of looks. He looks at us, and then he kind of gets one of those. Because if you're a true prophet, sometimes, I mean, you read the Bible, and prophets got naked, laid on their side for however many days. I mean, there's, I'm just saying, all that's, it's all in your Bible. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's all in there. And, and so this guy looks at me like this real, like, like, like he would do that for, I'm not, I'm telling the truth. True story. That's what I'm saying. I was there. And, yeah. And, and, and he, all of a sudden he reaches in his pockets and he takes all the money out of his pockets and starts putting it in my hands. And he looks at me and he said, now, now no one knew we were starting a church. I mean, we weren't even sure it was going to work anyway. We just felt like this is what God's... And we were actually going to meet to talk, just talk about mm-hmm. the vision and what God it's was... It was kind of a dream session. It was a dream. Yeah. We, I mean, it wasn't like there was anything... There, was no, there were no people. There was no money. <laughs> there was no building. There was no worship team. There was nothing, right? And we were just kind of having a dream session. And two, we, sometimes we'd talk about some... And it's bad, but some things we'd seen in ministry that we knew did not work. And so we said, hey, these are things we know will not work. And so, um, and, and he just puts his money. He said, I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be the first to do this, but not, not the last. That's what he said. The first to do this, not the last. But he said, God is going to cause either. He, did he say cause men? men to get, yeah. yeah. He, he was going to cause men to, to give in, to in, the vision. Yeah. To the vision. So God's going to cause men to put money in your hands for the vision that God has placed in your heart. Which was incredible. And then he went on to say, and this is kind of cool because we had like Pastor Colin and Arian and Kayla and Kate and they're all on worship team. And, um, but he said, God's going to send you the best musicians and singers. And it was so crazy. Now we look at this and say, we have some of the best music. Yeah, like we have incredible worship, like not just best musicians and singers, but they're humble. Their hearts are for God. They work as a team. There's no divas or anything like that. You know, some of the stereotypical things sometimes you can run into, but, but they just love God. They work together. They just want to honor the Lord. And like none, 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 nobody was, <clears throat> none of y'all were there then, <laughs> but you're all here now. And you just talk about um, the faithfulness of God. And, and um, I, you, you may want to share something from that. Because, I mean, you were there. I mean, it was strange. Yeah. And then he just turned around and went and got in line. Yeah, that was probably one of the more memorable parts of that whole experience is, number one, as we're talking, seeing him walk in. And we knew who he was. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's, he's a guy that... Genu- you know, generally, I bump into at random places at really random spaced out times. He's a vapor. <laughs> I took a picture of him one time just to make sure that it showed up on, on the picture. <laughs> but, but just that moment where we're talking about what would become Pathway Church 
and him walking well, over. We didn't have a name. Nope. Didn't there have was a no. Name. There was when we say there wasn't anything. There wasn't anything. Yeah, it was just just really just a, a an idea that was birthed in, in your heart. Um, but that that moment where he emptied his pockets and I didn't know what he was doing. Um, but when he started talking, it was clear he was talking from the Lord. And it was just, it was surreal in that there's no one else on planet earth besides maybe our wives who even knew that there was a conversation, you know, being had, but for him to say, I'm the first, but I won't be the last. And then see him walk over and get in line to get a sandwich. And then at some point he just walks out and leaves. And we realize he gave us all of his money. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Like we're sitting there eating and we're we're trying to digest what just happened. And he, it was so strange because he went and got in line and he stands in line maybe a minute and then he just walks out the door. And and I'm like he just left. And then we're like I guess because we have all the money. I mean, like apparently well, he didn't money. have a debit card. I don't know. And, but it was, it was incredible. And it, you know, you know, this was what God was teaching me in that moment that, um, that before God provides what you need, he will start by giving you a seed like that, that day it didn't, I mean, we, we sowed that money in, into the church we did, but it was so interesting that day, if we were really going to do, you know, start a church, we needed everything. I mean, it's expensive. And God gave us this seed. And then fast forward, I remember when we were about to get started and we were talking about this, um, like we didn't have any, still no money. We had a vision. We had spent several months, our family together, just praying in my parents' living room. Most of the time we would all, they have big living rooms. So we'd all meet over there and pray on Saturdays, just asking God for clarity, for vision, for, you know, because we knew, like I knew, I ne really honestly, I joke about it. I never, I, I never felt like pathway wouldn't work. Now it wasn't called pathway at the time, but I just felt like it was always going to be what God wanted it to be. And it, I never was really in doubt of that, but there was never clarity on how that was going to happen because we had no money, no people, you understand. And, and, um, and you kind of need those things. And, um, <clears throat> And I remember it's helpful, and so, and I remember, um, I remember we, uh, we we were talking about this. Um, we had an interest meeting in the neighborhood we lived in at the time. Had a clubhouse. We had an interest meeting. In fact, Paul and Jessica were there. Your parents were there. Um, was anybody else there? Cassie and Josh actually were there. Yeah, they were. Of course, they were. They were smaller at the time. They were, <laughs> Um, they were teenagers. Well, you, you weren't a teenager. No, they were just a little bit. Well, Josh was a teenager. Cassidy was a little bitty. Um, but, but, um, but, um, <laughs> no disrespect. Um, but anyways, um, but, but we had this interest meeting and these people came like Paul and Kim, who are, Paul's one of our elders came and, um, and several faces that still are here with us today. Um, and like we had this interest meeting, but then it kind of, it was bigger than that. And then we said, we need a place to meet and kind of a long story. This ho we couldn't find a place in this hotel called, well, I think hotels being generous. Very generous. I think uh, I agree. Yeah, it's being generous. You were sharing stories today. <laughs> we had some interesting times in that. Very yeah. interesting. <laughs> Anyways, we won't, that's, that's real yeah. for real pathway stories there. Um, and so I there's not a way to describe it, 
really? But it was meeting space. And they called us. And they said, you're a church and we'll a, work. It was you. a growing season. It was a growing season. I, I, the biggest miracle of Pathway was we grew to 200 people in that place, which was, yeah, it was incredible. We could convince them to come. That's to that place. I mean, you know, because they'd have wild parties in there the night before, not classy parties. Let's just let the Lord help your imagination. But, but um, they'd have wild parties. And so there was interesting smells and spills. And one time someone had apparently had too much of the vine. And um, that's a spiritual way to say they drank too much. Not a church person, one of their parties. And they thought it'd be funny to clog up all the bathrooms and flood the place. So we came in to flooded, like we come to have church, everything's flooded. And all we knew to do was like, we have to do church in like 40 minutes because there are no bathrooms. And so we're like, we're not serving coffee today. Worship, we're going to cut just a little bit of worship, and I'm going to do a devotional. We're going to send people home. because We're going to reroute how you get to the kids' Yeah, areas. we had to reroute all the traffic around. We're people the, stationed because, Yeah, because the, 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 I mean, the carpet, anyways. Um, but, but it was a blessing because we, we had no money and couldn't afford it. And this, and this, was, um, this place called us, and they said, because you're a church, uh, we'll give you this special discount. I don't remember what it was, maybe like $200 for the Sunday morning or something like that. And, um, and so we said yes. And you had to sign up because we needed it every Sunday. And, and my faith was, we'll take it for two months because we have any money, right? So I'm signing up for 200 times eight, you know, $1,600 worth of rental fees when we have no money. Well, we had I don't know, 80 bucks from the guy at Quiznos. <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And my point was we had this seed, and, and, and this is the whole idea. The seed wasn't, and I want to clarify this, the seed wasn't the money he gave me. The seed was the word he gave me. And, and that's what you step out because we, because to me, we had like, we knew what was in our heart and that was so much God that I, I'm like, I don't have money, but I have the word, which is a seed. And if I will be faithful with the seed, the money will show up. So the incredible things happen. We sign up to do all this and then, and this is sad in a way, but my grandmother who had been very ill, um, because she'd had a stroke ended up passing away, which she actually prayed. She, it was very, it was really a cool story. I don't have time to tell, but just incredible woman of faith. And she just called us all in and she said, I'm ready to go home. I've seen my kids. I've seen my grandkids. They're all serving the Lord. I'm ready to go be with Papa, which was my granddad. And, and so she just kind of went, you know, I mean, she on her terms, cause that's the only way she was going. And you had to know my granny. <laughs> and so, um, my granny went to the doctor to tell the doctor what he needed to do to help her get better. <laughs> So, um, but there was a little inheritance from their estate that went to my aunt and my mom. And then my mom tithed on that inheritance, which was $7,000. And that, that word and the obedience to book a place we couldn't pay for ended up paying for everything we needed to get started. And so God gives you the seed of a word and, and, it, and if you'll take care, if you'll manage that seed, that seed actually will turn into meeting your need. Are, are you, I mean, it's just incredible. And then you were talking about, and do you want that, the Fowlers? Oh, yeah. Like one of the best stories of the that day. The first Sunday, Glenn Fowler 
gone here since the beginning. Yep. We love the Fowlers, but he's standing at the door, you know, greeting everybody, greeting. And I think maybe we had a worship God. I can't remember, but we had he, something. We had something. I remember him passing out something, and he just came up to Pastor Marty with tears in his eyes, like yeah. they came, they're here, they but, came. Because <laughs> you know? again, it's all a seed. <laughs> We didn't know if anybody would show up. <laughs> and so we'd invited people, but we had a, a launch team of 20-something people at the time. And, and Glenn and Edna, who are my, my children, um, uh, it's, you just had to know them, but they're, I love them. And they were there. And I remember, I just remember that, like people started showing up. And we were all like, wow. People, like 149 people showed up that first day. And so Glenn comes down the hall. He's just crying. He's like, they're here. It's just, yeah. but that's, I mean, th- what God taught me was if you have a word, you have enough. Yeah. If you have a word, you have enough. Like so many times we want to wait till we have the money or we want to wait till we have all the conditions right. But, but the word is what you, the word is the seed. That's what you act on. So awesome. All right. Who has, who has the second? So, all right, Holly. Can you tell me about a time God gave you a number? Yeah, God gave me a number. And this one, this one connects a lot of dots. So there's like three stories in one on this one. Um, but this is the story of getting the land, the 49 acres. Um, and, and so we had, we actually pulled together a group of guys. There were three guys um, that were on that committee, Bill Graham, Christian Wood, and Johnny Collier. And we, those three guys kind of became the committee to find us a place to, to buy, to build, you know, a campus. And those guys worked diligently. And I think for nearly two years, we looked and we thought this was it and that was it and this was it and something would fall through or whatever. And so the land we now occupy, um, we, we, uh, they wanted uh, a little over a million dollars for that land. It's 49 acres. And, um, and when I prayed about it, I asked God, I said, you know, yeah, at the time we had 200, 250,000 roughly saved up. <laughs> yeah. And so, and we didn't want to go into, I, we don't want to go in debt. We want to do it cash. And, uh, and God's always provided everything that we needed. Um, but I went, you know, I wanted confirmation that this is really, so I went to God and I said, God, you know, is this you? Is this what, you know? And God said, you'll buy it for $700,000 which was a lot less. I mean, you can do the math. They want over a million. And, uh, and so uh, Bill Graham was actually the one negotiating for us. And, and Bill, who's obviously still part of our church, most people know Bill, Bill starts negotiating with them. And, um, and we kind of stalled out at $750,000. Now, if you're doing a $700,000 deal, $50,000 is not that much. It's like, yeah, okay, you're close enough. <laughs> And I prayed about it, and I was like, it's got to be 700000 It's got to be 700000 And um, And so I told Bill, look, it's got to be 700000 And as I understand it, he, he kind of thanked them and said, you know, for us, the number 700000 whatever he told them. And they're like, okay, you know, thanks, whatever. So it's like we're going our separate ways. And then that afternoon, he calls me back. And he's like, hey, they just call me back, and they'll do 700000 and the significance of that, and then I'll tell the cool thing that happened. The significance was you'll never be able to convince me that's not exactly where we're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, what God went on to teach us was a lesson we've learned at least three times. <laughs> no, because here's what happened. Here's what happened. You guys, some of you, how, how many of y'all are here when we bought the land? Is that? Okay, so Kate, Kayla, Jeff, y'all weren't here. You guys were here. 
All right, y'all. So most, okay. So, so when we got the land, y'all remember this. If not, welcome to story day. And, um, <clears throat> but when we got the land, um, we had $250,000 saved up and, um, and we needed $700,000. So we needed four, about right at $450,000. And they wanted to do a 60 day close. So we asked for a, um, a 45 day option period. This is OU of little faith. And, um, and then a 15 day close. And I was going to be out for two weeks. So we're going to burn two of our weeks. Right. And, and this was the, the first time oil tanked really bad. And then our online giving crashed. And then I was out. And then I remember um, one of our friends who's church, church consultant, Ed, Ed's asking me, so what are you going to do to raise the money? And I, we had this, this was a God plan, remember? <laughs> it was a God plan and no one, I mean, I don't mean this a bad way. I love Ed. I don't think Ed ever thought it would work. Yeah. And He would tell you that. Yeah, and so he, he didn't think it would work. And I told Ed, I said, Mark's going to ask me some questions and I'm going to answer them in front of everybody. And he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> Because Ed is like, he's very smart. He's a strategist. You know, he's been on staff at Gateway for years. Now he does church consulting with churches all over. And he's just like, and I remember what he said. Mary said, tell me how that works. Tell, tell me how that works for you. Yeah, tell me how that works for you. And so we did. On a weekend, we had some questions. Mark asked the questions. I answered the questions. With giving, crashing, and everything we tried to do not seemingly working, here's what's incredible. We needed $450,000 and and God faithfully provided through our our church um, nine hundred and something thousand dollars, nearly a million dollars. Yeah, in two weeks. In two weeks, and that was what drilled home this message because I had these two flashbacks um, of of I did when um, when we got ready to move into this building. Same thing, and and you remember this? How many remember that moving from the Ramada to here? So yeah, fewer. I understand, but um, but um, so we got ready to move into this building. Um, we <laughs> we had like twenty five thirty thousand dollars saved up, right? Okay, and um, this building didn't look anything like this. It it was mauve, and the carpet was frayed. And uh, the auditorium didn't even exist. We had to build all that in. And we had, everything was white walls. It was ugly. And uh, had, uh, what'd you say? It was ugly. It was <laughs> ugly. There was just, yeah, the whole back backdrop back behind us was, was mauve. Restrooms yeah. were in the auditorium. Yeah, the restrooms. <laughs> yeah, you could actually, from the, if you, from, 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 the pool, from the platform, if you're leading worship or, or speaking or whatever, you could actually see in the men's restroom. <laughs> And uh, so that would definitely that would definitely hinder the spirit, and, and so and so what we thought as elders at the time we said well if we take this thirty thousand dollars that we have then we can get some chairs and you know we'll use portable sound equipment and you know we'll just try to do what we can and then we'll fix it up as we go. So we have this meeting and we're like okay and and we didn't have the money for the contract, we didn't have the money for the renovations. But we had a word, right? We had a word. And so we signed the contract. And, and then I was sitting, I never forget, I was sitting in my recliner. Um, most of the time, I like, I like, is everybody, anybody else like a good comfy recliner? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Dub. It's a big man thing probably. But, but I was sitting in my big man recliner one morning praying. And, um, 
And I felt the Holy Spirit, and he does this sometimes, but he goes, Psst. and he's like, y'all got a really good plan. And he's like, would be okay if I weighed in on it. And, and I never forget, God said, I'm going to blow your mind. And I was like, okay. And so he said, you call the elders back, say we have to meet again. We didn't do it right the first time. We're supposed to build a budget based on what we want, not what we think we can get by with. So we built a new budget that wasn't 30000 It was like 130000 which to us seemed like $10 million at the time, right? And, um, and we just told the people. And we opened up this building. And we were talking about this today. And everybody came through and looked at our little plans. And, they, and we explained all how wonderful it was going to be. It's going to be the best. You had to understand, this is the Taj Mahal compared to the Ramada. <laughs> to the hotel. It was like, this is like, oh, the promised land. And, um, and God provided, it was, I think it ended up being nearly $140,000. And, and just a few months we renovated, we moved in. Um, and then, um, right after, and this is the crazy thing. And this ties back to the point of the land of God providing $500,000 more than we even needed. But right after we, we had the day people gave, and we said, man, we got, we got the money we need for the building. Like, we're good. Like, now we're going to be able to make it look nice. Uh, I'd preached, uh, I think we were doing two services at the, at the hotel. At the, the hotel is, again, generous, but at the place. <laughs> and uh, after I talked to everybody, everybody kind of gone. One of the elders, Paul, Paul came up to me, and he said, hey, you may want to sit down. Well, now, that could go two ways. <laughs> Like, you know, most pastors, and you guys know this as staff, by the time we get done with a weekend, it's kind of like we can't, bad news will send us over the edge. Like, we need good news, sugar plum fairies, whatever, you know. And, and he looked at me and he said, um, a couple in the church came up to me and they, they had an offering for the church. And I'm like, well, they're kind of late to the party. I mean, we, we did the offering already. And, and he said, it's $100,000. And I looked at him and I said, we don't even need it. That's what I said. Like, that's what I said. And this is, this, those stories along with the God gave me a number is, a, is, is, this is, this is the stone. God is not a God of just enough. He's a God of more than enough. He always has more than what you need. I never forget. I looked down, I'm like, what do we even need it for? Like, you know, how dumb is that? You know, like. We're a church. We always need money. <laughs> I'm sure the kids' ministry needed something. Yes, we did. <laughs> and so, but anyway, so that's, that was God, God teaching there. But that was the number. And that was where God, those three stories have convinced me that he's not a God of just enough. He's a God of more than enough every time. Every time. All right, who has the third? The, there you are, Brittany. Give me your 4.6 million reasons why. Yeah, 4.6 million. So I have four point, this is where it's coming from. So I have 4.6 million reasons why we're going to build this building. We're going to be here. Yeah, so <laughs> that was hurtful. I have 4.6 4. million points to this message. And, um, but no, this is a big deal. And we really, this, we really haven't got to celebrate this. And this, what a great time to celebrate the faithfulness of God. Um, and, and 4.6 million is, is actually dollars that right now where we sit with the building 
is we have paid for, like no, we owe no one anything. We have paid $4.6 million for land, <laughs> drawings, fees, geo samples, cons <laughs> consultations, <laughs> government fees, fine. We haven't been fined. But anyways, so we have paid. Like, would anybody have thought that was possible? Like, I know you were talking, Arian, about the, about the, just the land. And, and you said, who's got a microphone? There you go. And you, what was, like, when we just raised the money for the land and we paid cash for the land, you had a reaction to that because you. I did, absolutely. It's like, I've been a part of a lot of building campaigns over my lifetime. And I was like, mm hmm yeah, we'll, we'll see. Let's see what these people are about. Because I was fairly new to Pathway at the time. So I was like, okay, let's kind of see where they are. And then when the money came in and it was above and beyond what, like, we could have even thought. I was like, these people are for real. Like this is, I can actually get behind this. I can be a part of this. Like they're for real. <laughs> yeah. I, and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and God's, and God's for, and Colin too had a reaction. Y'all get, because you said something the other day about, and I, I can't remember if it was about the land or about the, where we're at now, but you had, you were like, this is what you were thinking. Yeah, it was really kind of along the same lines what Arian was saying because I had seen like the building campaign and you know the 3D model picture on the you know back wall with the giving box and it never happened to this day. It still hasn't happened. So knowing that it happened, I was like, I was kind of. I guess for me, I kind of had my toes in the water and I was just kind of testing testing the waters and just trying to figure out, okay, what is pathway and. Oh, and then once we start talking about money and land and building, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to stay here. And then it all happened. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, God, you're really moving. You're in this. And I think what, and I think this is like, just from what you just said, that I think we ought to stop and celebrate is the things we're talking about today and God providing more than we needed. And I mean, in, in our city, in Longview, Texas, saying we have $4.6 million paid for on our new campus. It's almost unheard of. And, and I think just your point is that we have to look at this and say, hey, this is not something Marty Strait could have done or Mark Strait could have done or any of us could have done. Like this is not something man does, but that this is it's the hand of God. And so my 4.6 million reasons why when people, you know, and a lot of people have asked with COVID, with the, with the year, everything is crazy in our world as it is. It's like, are, are we still going to build the building? And I'm like, absolutely. And I have 4.6 million reasons why. Because you know what God has taught me? All right. God has taught me this. I want you to think about this. God will be who he has been. Like this is the testimony of God's faithfulness. Is, and this is why it's so important you have days like this where you celebrate who has God been to you. Because the enemy is going to keep trying to convince you that God changed or God left you or God's something different. But he, he never, according to Malachi, God never changes. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, and so what I look at is how do I, you know, we've got 5 million plus to go on this building and people are like, that's a lot of money. You know what? If you'd have told me we'd be 4.6 million in all cash. <laughs> like I wouldn't have thought, I mean, I'm just being honest. I'm maybe I don't have enough faith, but I'm like, holy cow, that's amazing. Like, like, and, and how do I know God will do because what he did. Yeah. 
he will be who he was. He will be who he has been. And so many times I think God is faithful and we look at the wrong things and we forget we forget the things God has done. And when you do, you're susceptible to letting God be redefined in your life. Like always let God define God. This is great preaching. Always let God define himself. And the enemy is going to constantly try to convince you that he isn't who he says and you're not who, who you think. But God will be who he has been. And I think sometimes you got to go to King David's pet cemetery. (laughs) And you got to go to where the tombstone of the lion is and the tombstone of the bear is. And you have to say, oh, I'm walking through David's pet cemetery and that's where the bear is buried and that's where the lion is buried. And what's this next grave? Oh, that's where the giant's going to be buried right there. Like sometimes you need a you need a trip to the pet cemetery. That's a great message. Anyways, um, <laughs> but but we have mixed emotions on whether I should have even said that. But it was, <laughs> but it's a great point. And so I have four point six million reasons why we're gonna finish. And I can tell you this: when we finish this campus, it's just the first one. It's not the last one. And I'll tell you another number, because we could have said I have 6.6 million reasons why. Because here's the number. When we started Arise in 2018, and it was two years, and our church made their commitments, and for two years gave faithfully. In two years, our church, God through them, because it's a miracle, gave $6.6 million dollars. That's incredible. And, and I think we're just celebrating, celebrating the people pathway. I mean, because again, that's extraordinary. And I know some of you are like, well, wait, wait a second, 6.6. Remember how we did Arise, that Arise covered operations, outreach, and new facility. And so 6.6 came in, and then we paid all the bills, gave to all the missions work and outreach and all that, and then gave to the building. And, uh, and so it was important to us, because during this, we've also helped a couple of churches with buildings. Um, and I remember when God, that's another stone, really, when God said, I don't want you to believe me just to pay for your building, but to pay for other buildings through you. And we gave $50,000 to a church in the, in, in Dallas, Fort Worth. And we gave $25,000 to a church building, building here in our city. And maybe you don't know those stories, but those are, I mean, how did that impact somebody? Like J-Dub, how does, I mean, cause you were there when we started giving the money away. So how did that impact you? <laughs> I mean, you and Kayla were here, so. Yeah, you know, for, for us to see the generosity behind it, to see that it wasn't about our building, but it was about God's building, right. his kingdom and his people. And if we're building a building in the process of helping other people build a building, it just fulfills that testimony that, that we're a church not for one specific location, but for God's people all around. And that was, that was big for us. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really got to be about the kingdom. It's really got to be about the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. And, and so I have 4.6 or 6.6 million reasons why, right? All right, Kate, you have, you, have our, you have our last one there. I do. So what comes next? Yeah, the, the, uh, the next stone. Where do we go from here? And where do we go from here? So now we're talking about putting another stone, like this is a new stone. And so we were talking with the elders, um, and, um, and we we're just asking God, praying, God give us direction. And, and I just felt 
and I, and I sent them an email because I've been praying about it. I said, guys, pray with me about this um, because I felt like the Lord was speaking. And what the Lord was saying is, you know, I, I don't want you to stop the building. I want you to keep moving forward. And, and I think in the midst of COVID in 2020, as crazy of a year it's been, I think probably, you know, I know people ask me even outside our church, you know, what are y'all doing? What's your plan? You know, because the whole, you know, we're a small town, so everybody knows what we're doing. And um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, we all know, praise the Lord for the small town. And, um, and so, um, and so um, I was, I, I, I was praying and, and I heard this scripture and I know it's in the Bible, it's in the Exodus, but it's where uh, God's talking to the first generation um, and, and he's like, hey, I'm going to drive out the inhabitants little by little. And what I felt like the Holy Spirit said was, you, you know, it's what we say all the time, there's always a next step. There's always a next step. And so I talked to the building superintendent and I said, hey, I want you to outline the next steps we can take. Um, and so he did, and, and how much the, each one of them cost. And then I sat down with the elders, sent all that to the elders, said, we all pray over this and look at this. And, and so we're all in agreement. So the next step is we have to build the bridge. And, um, and I just keep thinking about love can build a bridge. Um, but anyways, old throwback country. Who was that? The Judds. Was that the Judds? There we go. There we go. Anyways, but love can build a bridge between 259 and our building. And, um, and so, uh, but we need to build the bridge and we need to do it. Number one, to get things in and out, get equipment in and out. Um, also to help with some of the drainage issue. And so our next step, what we're doing next, we're going to build the bridge. And so the bridge is $155,000 to build the bridge. And, and so we're going to do it. We're not going to ask for commitments right now because we know some people don't have anything to give because maybe their business has been struggling or maybe they're out of, uh, uh, out of work right now. Uh, and then others have to give. And so what we're saying is as soon as we can raise the $155,000, we are going to build the bridge. And then after that, we have to build a stone wall under and around the bridge and that's like $46,000. So that's the, new, the next two things we're going to work on. But we've got about 10 or 12 steps we can make like that that we're going to make. And so we're going to do it the same. Every dollar above our budget. So we're tightening up our budget all the, all the way down that we, we, as far as we can. And then every dollar given above our budget, we set aside for the bridge. And just as soon as we have $155,000, we're going to build the bridge. And then we'll set aside. And as soon as we have $46,000 more, we're going to build the stone wall. And if someone wants to write a $200,000 check today, we'll start tomorrow doing both of them and we'll move on to the third step, which, which we have. But the, the thing is, um, what you see throughout the Bible, the story of God is always God's faithfulness. And what you see throughout the Bible is the circumstances of the world, the situations that men go through, even the faults and the failings of man, never stop the plan of God. And there is nothing that has happened that has stopped God's plan for pathway, for what God wants to do in and through this people, what God wants to do in and through this church. And I think about Maria, because you have a story about you and Nick, and I come to it all the time, because tell them the story about what can come from telling that. We came from Dallas. Yes. And we had watched God do amazing things there. So when we were sitting here, brand new to Longview, Nick kept saying, what are we doing here? And what? And he kept hearing this sound that he said he heard God say, or 
something, a voice, say, what good can come from Longview? And immediately in his spirit, God reminded him about, you know, people said that about Jesus. And he said, I don't know what God's going to do here, but he needs us to show compassion to his people. And so we have something to do here. And so we've been here six years and we're watching it happen. (laughs) Yeah. And I think about that all the time because I hear those voices like, can you really reach the world from Longview? Can you really change the world from Longview? And every time I come back to Nick and Maria's story of like, can the savior of the world really come from Nazareth? Right. Can he really be born in Bethlehem in a barn, you know, or cave actually. But anyways, you know, I mean, can, can this even happen? And, and yet the answer, resounding answer over and over and over again is God can change the world from anywhere. He just needs people who are, who are willing, who are ready, who are obedient, who will trust him, who will have faith. And, and so, yeah, for me, I think we're going to do these next steps. And who knows, by the time, um, you know, by the time this video circulates around, we may be on the fifth next step. I don't know. <laughs> But, but I believe we'll do it. I believe we'll get the, the bridge built before the end of the year. That's my faith is that if not, we'll have the funds for it and, um, and we'll move on to the next one. But I believe what I believe from the beginning, that the situation of this world, the circumstance of man, everything that we go through, nothing changes the plan of God. Adam and Eve made a mistake even in the garden. Satan tempted them, blew the whole thing up. It didn't change the plan of God because the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world. God's like, no, no, I had the plan all along and I'm so big and so powerful that you can't mess my plan up. Like if you will just be faithful and trust me, I will get you through it. I will get you to the other side. And I think that's the result. That's why we're doing this today is, is to come back and say our church is faithful and they are, they're battle tested and proven and strong and radical and crazy. And, and God just needs a few people to trust him. And we have like an army here at Pathway given 6.6 million in 24 months. God's provided 4.6 million of our buildings even paid for. I mean, that's just unheard of. And because of that, I know if he's done all of that, then he'll be who he has been. He's not a God of just enough. He's a God of more than enough. And God has given us the seed of his word. And that's all we need to see his promise. Are you guys with me on that? That's, yeah, that's really good. And so we just want to pray as, as we end this time um, together. Uh, we just want to pray and uh, pray for our family and pray for um, just just to see God be God and, and us just be faithful to, to him and trust him. And so, God, we just thank you so much. I thank you for Pathway, for the people of Path, our Pathway people. God, they have been so faithful. They, they are so strong. And God, they, they love you. They trust you. And God, we just want to see a move of God sweep the nation. And we believe, hey, it's, it's got to be from somewhere. Why not Longview? God, you're going to move from somewhere. Why not Longview? You're going to change the world from somewhere. Why not Longview? You're going to use some people. Why not us? And our whole thing is just to say, God, use us. We celebrate today, God, these stones. God, the testimonies of your faithfulness. We celebrate it. And God, we are just believing and trusting you will be who you have been. That's all we need. We don't need you to be anything different than who you have been because who you have been has been more than enough every step of the way. God, as we celebrate 11 years 
Um, God, we just thank you for your faithfulness. And God, we look forward to what, com- what comes ahead. God, our best is ahead. Our best is ahead because you're not finished. You're still moving, still working. And God, we won't stop believing. God, we will see all, everything accomplished that you want to do. And so, God, we just say, here we are, use us. God, I pray a special blessing on all of our Pathway people. God, they have sacrificed, they have served, they have given. God, we celebrate them today and just pray blessing upon blessing upon blessing, God, for them. God, use us, guide us, lead us. God, we can't wait to see what you do next. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you so much for um, being with us. And thank you guys for helping tell the story. Um, Our best is ahead. Happy 11th birthday. And we'll see you next weekend.